Ladies and gentlemen, and the Academy Award goes to... For this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. You! You! Ah. <laughs> no, you! You! Oh, you! Everybody! Everybody! Everybody gets the Academy Award. <laughs> That's Moonlight. Remember that? <laughs> Cue the music. I don't know what we're yelling about! We came, we saw, we kicked its ass! Finished. Oh, my Are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it. If you're gonna build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Morning conversation anyway. Whoa, we're gonna Loud noises! Hello! <laughs> Hello! <laughs> Welcome, I am a Kendall Richardson. I'm a Fully Content Major. And you are now experiencing a podcast called Fringe. Oh yes, you are. Yes. Live from the Fred Shed. <laughs> Although not live because this is a pre-recording. Yes. Yes. Fulia. <laughs> um, yeah. How's your week been? My week Oh, you're a fortnight even. My fortnight, right? you haven't been with us because sadly Wayne is not with us tonight. And now I, I have the company of one Fulia. That's so the true. The two of them can't really be in a room at the same time anymore. It's kind of like... Marriage story, but in real life, almost. Yes. Like, yeah. Very yes. true. Artists colliding. The only the only good thing about this partnership is that there's no kid involved. <laughs> yes. Although, well, I mean, Philip mm, might count. Yeah. True. Or maybe me. Maybe I'm the person <laughs> you're fighting for custody over. Maybe mm, it's me. Maybe that is true. Maybe it is me. Wayne, yeah. I'm asking for full custody. Oh God. <laughs> I'm gonna cry. Aww. Don't divorce. No. Divorcing is bad. <laughs> Divorcing is bad. That's a great movie, though. Anyway, it is. your Fortnite, fully. My Fortnite. Two weeks ago, I was working the final week of the Australian Open. Yes. Which was very tough. Yeah. Uh, long hours, warm days. Yes. And also at the same time, from as soon as I was done with the tennis, I'd be rushing over to the <laughs> Butterfly Club yes. to close off what an epic run <sighs> that the boy I paid for was. Yes, my goodness gracious me. So we had a two-week run, as you would already know. Yep, we and, did. Yep. And Very so successful. For me, it was going from one work to the next. <laughs> <laughs> so two weeks of... Being on my feet and just not getting that much sleep. No, I lie. I did get some sleep. <laughs> well, please, because otherwise be, I'd be insane right I'd now. Be very, <laughs> I'd be very concerned. But we're okay. Yes, um, we're yes. okay. Yes. Well, how how about this this past week for you? Has it been a bit more relaxing for yes, you? Yes. So this particular week has been um, a lot better. Although I started off the week with uh, two games of hockey. <laughs> Yeah. One that was rescheduled from last month. Yes. And then the original one that was scheduled for the Tuesday night. Two in a row, man. Two in a row. Gosh. Both at Olympic Ice Skating uh, Centre. Yes. So Oakley. Oakley. <laughs> bit of bit of a bit of a drive for me. Yeah. Um so the first game was a one one draw. Ooh, that's rough. Very tough. Very tough. Um, and then the second game was a five two win against Marie's team, the Demons. <laughs> 
Take that, Marie. <laughs> Sorry, I, I really like you, Marie. You're yeah. awesome. <laughs> she was she was fine. Yes. We shook hands, we smiled, it was yes, all good. <laughs> you guys are fine. No bad blood there. No. Um, although speaking of injuries, I did get a puck to the you leg. You did. <laughs> Thanks to a teammate. How's the bruise going? It's you... it's healing. Okay, good. It's it, but it there's like patches of like red still there that look like broken capillaries oh yikes so i'm i'm for fingers crossed they're not going to be permanent but no um, i'm sure they'll, it'll they'll be fine hopefully they'll fade heal. away yes. um it's like it it what it started off as a red outline then moved to just being full red then to purpley black <laughs> and then went to and then from that was like the peak to then healing backwards and now it's like yellow and red and a little oh. bit of purple so <laughs> which means it's healing it's healing it's doing its thing <laughs> but it's it was a decent size yeah hit. it's decent size bruise it's a puck size bruise bigger than a puck bigger well yeah it was bigger than a puck <laughs> that um, painful that and i also injured my shoulder a bit while i was playing hockey so my so i had my chiropractor's appointment on saturday oh yeah so they my doctor worked on me really really hard <laughs> good fix fix you up yes now i'm very sore from the chiropractic pain but it's a good pain so okay <laughs> excellent yes um apart from that um yeah just been trying to catch up on sleep my body's been feeling exhausted all week yeah <laughs> even though i knew that i had enough sleep and i'd wake up feeling good mentally and and physically but at the same time like my the rest of my body was just feeling heavy so it was like my mind was good but my body was not (laughs) they need to be in sync they need to be in sync i think the tennis just really took it out of me because that final shift really killed me yeah yeah it was like like a 13 and a half hour shift that's a long and by the time i got home it was like 3 a.m so (laughs) yeah you need you need a holiday. Oh yeah, well, you need, <laughs> and then I'll need another holiday from the holiday. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Yes, that's intense. Um, and then yeah, and then caught up with some friends for breakfast. Uh, also Saturday morning, um, because they are moving away sadly. Mm. But they'll be back hopefully later on in the year. Okay, um, good. But at this particular point in time, they have to uh, move back to where they were from. And then work things out and see what happens, and then they'll be able to come back hopefully. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, but I think, and it was, and that breakfast, I have to, I have to mention this on the podcast. It was at a place called Top Paddock in Richmond. Yes. Really good. I think I saw the photo. Yes. Yeah. So I had a breakfast salad. Yeah. And it was literally a poached egg on a, a salad of kale and it was wilted kale so it was cooked down and also kale chips so there was crispiness to Ooh, it oh wow and there was like there was some pomegranate on the top and, and a nice miso dressing and, yeah and i think it was like a pureed pureed pumpkin i think on the bottom wow um and yeah it was it delicious delish so <laughs> see my foodie page on Instagram yes. for more. <laughs> Fuji. If you want to see the photo. Yes. It looked amazing. <laughs> yes. Um, and this particular cafe um, has one menu. It's an all day menu and it, oh. it literally caters for every dietary requirement you can think of. God, three words that speak to me all day breakfast. <laughs> 
Main, that's it. Yeah. Um, you had me. Yep. You've got me. All day menu. Like it's breakfast and lunch all, all in day. one menu. Oh. And then you, so you can order the lunch stuff for breakfast if you really want. Ooh, if you want to And be one of my friends did. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Controversial. Yeah. Well, brunch style, I brunch, suppose. Okay. Yeah. Um, and they cool had though. this, they've got this massive coffee bar, like in the middle of the cafe. And oh. You can see it, all the baristas doing their work. And I'm just like, you smell the fumes of the coffee. Exactly. Yes. They have a few different blends of coffee available. And uh, it's, it's very, very, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? <laughs> Intoxicating. <laughs> Yes, very, very Melbourneian. Yeah, okay. Very Melbourneian. We we need to go. Yes, we do. We need and to go. And we shall go for lunch. Good. Yes. Good. Um, and I will have breakfast. You will have breakfast <laughs> for lunch because I'm also controversial. Yes. <laughs> but it's sort of like it's a little bit out of the way, but it's it's really worth getting to. It's, it's, oh, Richmond. It's so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, nice. it's really good. Just outside the city, folks. Yep. Not too bad. Yeah, just off, uh, I think it's just off Swan Street. Oh yeah, yeah, cool, nice. Mm-hmm. I've probably driven past it a million times. Yeah, I've 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 driven past it a couple of times myself, but I've never actually gone in it. So okay, that was a first for me, nice. and it was fun. That's good. Uh, apart from that, how to so Sunday um, helped out my mum. Well, I say helped out. I sat there and just watched mum do the work. <laughs> oh my god! Because <laughs> mum's like, Foya, you're injured. Don't do anything. Just look after the customers." I'm like, "Are you sure, mum?" She's like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Just let me do the work. You just look after any customers that pop, that come up. I'm like, okay, if you insist. <laughs> I felt really bad. But at the same time, I knew that if I ended up picking up anything heavy, I, I was just going to make my shoulder yeah, worse. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, as, as bad as I feel, I, I do need to look after myself. You so, do. There has to be a line. Yeah. yeah. So I did still help mum in a way. This is the market, yeah? Yes. Yeah, yes. So my cool. dad had to leave early to go to a meeting of something. Ooh. And so that's why I went and kept mum company, essentially. Okay, good. <laughs> Very good. Then we went shopping, had dinner, and yeah, now I'm here. And now you're here. Yay. And that's everything. That that was my 10 minutes <laughs> yes. that I always take up yes. when I talk yes. about my week. Yes, you do. <laughs> How about you, Kendall? Right. <laughs> that was full as 10. Yeah. Um, and now it's time for Kendall's two. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, uh, oh, we, can, we can cover 10 no, oh, no, no. The one thing I forgot I watch shows But we can get to that later Because I know you've watched shows Well not not during the week really I didn't watch any I've shows I've been catching up on shows the last two weeks Oh good you've done well <laughs> I have fallen behind now I have fallen behind Anyway my week my last week uh, uh, It was another busy one uh, I mean not not crazy busy but as the week before, but uh, yeah, still pretty, still pretty enjoyable as well. That's Work, good. Work's been good. Nothing really to report on that front, um, mm-hmm. so that's fine. Um, and then on Tuesday, I spent the day with one of my best friends, and then we road tripped up to Bendigo. Nice. And uh, caught up with all my girls in the ghetto. Hashtag girls in the ghetto. Um, <laughs> Uh, country life um, and <laughs> we went went to a pub in, in Bendigo and had a lovely dinner and it was really lovely to see everybody and um, yeah catch up for the first time in a couple of months and mm-hmm. see where everyone's doing everyone's going and and then we you know ended up of course you ne- you never leave when you mean to yeah or when you're supposed to ended up leaving like 
nearly an hour later than I, I planned. Uh, but it's fine because it, yeah, it was great. And we, we all, like, after we left the pub, we went and had dessert somewhere yep. down down in the main the main drag of Bendigo and um, and coffee as well and yeah it it's was always a, it's always great to catch up with friends oh yeah and you want to spend as much time as you with do them as you can. and every time I kept trying to say I need to go I kept getting puppy dog eyes Aww. which was really <laughs> sweet I really felt missed by them all and I oh, miss, that's good. and I miss them too like yeah. It, yeah we don't catch up often enough. they love you Kendall they do and I love them <laughs> I love them they're all good people and you know there's a reason why we've all been we're still friends to this day and we've been friends since high school. That's awesome. So, yes, yes. So I love I love <laughs> those ladies. Big, big shout out to my Bendigo girls. Um, so that was a great day. And on Thursday, caught up with the lovely Christina. Hey, Christina. <laughs> and we went and watched Bombshell. Oh, yes. So I've got a quickie review. Awesome. For that coming up. <laughs> um, so that was a really fun night we had. Very good. Uh, and... Yeah, I went for a walk for the first time in like two and a half weeks on Friday morning before work. I made myself get up and have breakfast. And then I went out for a walk for an hour. I came back, walked 5Ks and came back home. Nice. Yeah, really good. I'm really enjoying being a bit more active, a bit more proactive in life and stuff. No, that's good. And it's a really nice chance to kind of, you know, clear your head and listen to a podcast or listen to music or whatever you whatever you like to do and I I'm I'm enjoying doing that so that was really nice and then Saturday I went uh let's see I well I did some collectible chaos pre-production uh and uh and then treated myself to some shopping that I haven't done in a long time and went to the old Kmart and shopping is fun especially when it's Kmart yes and bought a lot of things for good value prices. So yes. I was very, very happy about that. So, um, yeah. And now I'm here. Yay! And we're recording. So, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Almost four minutes, Kendall. Not too bad. <laughs> you did well. You did well. I did pretty well. <laughs> pretty well. Um, all right. Well, I think with that out of the way, it is now time to get in the week that was in the nerdy news. This is the news in nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom. The hostess with most S. Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. Alrighty. It's nerdy news time. Woo! Nerdy news time. And we have to begin the show by talking about the passing of a Hollywood icon and legend um one of the last lingering uh icons of the golden era of hollywood Mm -hmm. kirk douglas passed away this week at the age of 103 wow snaps to him that is just god what a life he must have lived led from 1916 to 2020 wow this man endured um and what a legacy he leaves behind i mean Michael Douglas, anyone, is his incredibly talented son, you know, um, and and Kirk Douglas was just in an a, a incredible list of brilliant films, most notably, of course, the iconic Kubrick film Spartacus. Yeah. Um, that is the film he was most known for. 
Um, he was also in Gunfight at the OK Corral, um, Lonely Are the Brave, Out of the Past, Seven Days in May, The Strange Love of Martha Ivers, um, the boxing classic Champion, and Lust for Life, where he played uh, Vincent Van Gogh. Um, and he was also in Disney's two, uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. So he had a varied and illustrious career um, yeah. over the many decades he worked. So I wanted to acknowledge the passing of an icon, basically. Yes. The fact that he yeah lived so long is just, yeah, it's just brilliant. And um, yeah, it's sad that he's not with us anymore. No. But, but yeah, I mean, when you, when you live over a century, I mean... That's that's incredible. That is something that I we could all dream yeah. of aspiring to living that kind of life. So definitely, Kirk Douglas, you will definitely be missed. And uh, continuing on with that, also um, we have to mention that the amazing Gene Reynolds has passed away at the age of ninety six. Mm. He was the co creator and producer of my favorite sitcom mash he was uh he was amazing he he's a producer director and a writer um and he passed away um during the week um alan alder uh tweeted um that he was definitely a, a role model for him yeah wow uh, yeah a big mentor for Alan Alder especially during MASH yeah um, of course <clears throat> absolutely yeah so unfortunately um, we have lost a great a great man great man what a legacy to leave behind I mean yes. MASH not only is it, is it like your favourite show ever basically but it's it is one of the most iconic TV series of any genre exactly to ever, definitely ever exists like people to this day still talk about the pop culture phenomenon phenomenon of mash exactly and yeah. how people gathered in the 80s to watch the finale yeah like it was it was iconic for its time and it still is and, and it endures after you know mm. 40 years almost of being yeah. being over what a, an incredible legacy speaking he lives of behind mash yes. um the just on a side note i listened to the um the brooklyn 99 podcast where they Ooh. wrap up the last six seasons that they've pretty much um filmed and yes aired. yes and they they've been talking to like crew and cast members mm-hmm. um apparently the creation of brooklyn 99 was they got they got the inspiration idea from mash really um be, with you know being that mash was even though it was a sitcom it was yeah. still touching on a lot of serious topics of course yeah um, during the time yeah. so and brooklyn 99 is doing something similar without being too serious yeah they don't tend to get too serious but no. they but they do touch upon it yeah yeah so they do they do talk that they do bring up a lot of different um topics uh throughout the show um, even though they soften the blows with the with the comedy. Oh so, yeah, very much. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I thought that was well, a cr- little bit of trivia I thought is. I'd bring out. <laughs> oh, I'm all for new trivia. Yeah. <laughs> you that. That's awesome. Thanks yes, for you. That's all right. Thank you very much. Okay, so moving into uh, the rest of the nerdy news now. My goodness, have Disney slash Marvel been busy this week? Maybe it's a good thing Wayne isn't on this episode. (laughs) Because I'm about to talk about some incredible things Mm. that made me... Very, very happy. Yes. Very happy. Lots of stuff happened, especially because it was 
Super Bowl weekend. It was Super Bowl weekend last weekend. <laughs> uh, and everybody and anybody dropped their ads and their trailers and little teasers. Just and just as Disney did. Just as Disney did, which is what I'm going to talk about. So um, <laughs> they released a 30-second spot yep. um, that gave us fans the first glimpse of the three first upcoming uh, Disney Plus shows in the MCU for Phase 4. So yes. we got, uh, a partic- in particular, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision. Mm-hmm. We got a, a pretty good look at both of those and an idea of kind of what... Well, we definitely got a very good idea of what WandaVision's going to entail and, and that was fascinating to me, all these different sitcoms. Mm, yeah, I saw that and I'm like... Oh, okay. This yeah. is different. Yeah. So Wanda's yeah doing something with her her abilities, mm. and maybe she's this is her trying to find a way to bring Vision back. Yeah, maybe. As we know, spoilers. He did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he very very did. Um, <laughs> um, but I'm so fascinated to find out more. Yes. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We got a lot of really cool shots of Sam Wilson and Bucky Barnes. Being buddies, which is something I never thought would happen because, yeah. you know, famously, they didn't really get along no. in the Captain America films. But, of course, times have changed. Steve Rogers is no more. So, and more spoilers. Sorry, everyone. Um, <laughs> and, and you know, he passed the shield to to Falcon. Yeah. Um, and so we get glimpses of, of, of uh, Sam with the shield and and Bucky and, and, <laughs> and Zemo's back. There's a brief shot of Zemo, the villain mm. from Civil War. So that has me very excited. But of course, nothing had me more excited this week than five seconds, not even five seconds, of just Tom Hiddleston as Loki. Yes! Holy <laughs> crap. I, I agree. <laughs> I collapsed. I collapsed to the ground, metaphorically and literally. I was just, <laughs> yes, please. He's he's back. The Yay! god of mischief. He's back. He's coming back, and and you know this is villainous Loki. Remember, so this yes. is Endgame spoilers. This is the Loki from 2012 that took the Tesseract and es- Tesseract and escaped. Yes. So he's a bit. He's still a bit, uh, very he's, much of a bad guy. He's still the point. nut. He's still the nutty bad guy. Uh, <laughs> And he just says that he's going to burn this place to the ground. Oh, and no. I was just like, yes, yes, baby, set it on fire. <laughs> set it on fire. Burn it. Get rid of it. I don't care. <laughs> I just want to see you. I just want to see more of you. Uh, but in the one glimpse we did get of him, uh, he's wearing a shirt that says TVA. And that stands for the Time Variance Authority. And in the oh. comics... Basically, they are like a, a group, an organization that uh, deals with, you know, things in the multiverse, things in the universe that shouldn't be. Yeah. Um, so basically because of Loki creating this alternate timeline as a result of what the Avengers did in Endgame, trying to fix everything and get the Infinity Stones, yep. um, they're after Loki. So it looks like this little glimpse is from a scene where maybe they've caught up with him and he's just like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, nah. nah. You, you have no idea who you're dealing with. Yep. And I can't wait. <laughs> so, yes, it's going to be sick. Uh, along with that glorious tease we got, um, Disney also confirmed release months. Not release dates, but months. Um, because they like to tease. Yeah. Disney like to tease. 
Um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier will be premiering on Disney Plus in August. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then uh, The Mandalorian Season 2 is going to be bowing in October of this year. And WandaVision will be out just in time for Christmas in December. Yay! So things to look (laughs) forward to. Um, okay, speaking of things to look forward to, we've got heaps more Doctor Strange 2, Doctor Strange in, uh, in the Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got lots of news regarding that because, as we reported a couple of weeks ago, Scott Derrickson stepped down as director due to creative yep. differences. Looks like uh, Marvel have already found their new director, and it's not confirmed completely yet set in stone, but it looks like it might actually be Sam Raimi, and I am 100% here for that. This is, uh, for those who don't know, he gave us the original Spider-Man trilogy with Tobey Maguire. Uh, The first two being two of the best Spider-Man films ever made. I mean, most of the Spider-Man films that are out there are pretty fantastic. Um, But, you know, he has a big role to play in terms of modern superhero films, um, as well so uh yeah very very exciting to see him maybe taking up the reins of doctor strange 2 also because he has horror movie cred as we know sam raimi also created the evil dead franchise um with his partner in crime bruce campbell uh so maybe we'll be seeing bruce campbell in the mcu now Mm. as well who knows who knows what will happen? Um, they've also announced that uh, Michael Waldron, who is actually the showrunner for the Loki series, okay. is going to be writing the script. Ooh. Um, and this makes perfect sense considering it, uh, Kevin Feige himself has said that Loki will be tying into Doctor Strange 2. Oh. So. Ooh. Uh, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get the God of Mischief <laughs> and the Sorcerer Supreme. In a film together. Yep. That's where my brain's going well, with this, and I hope so. Technically, you already have had that. Well, in one scene. Yeah. One scene, and it wasn't enough. <laughs> and he wasn't really there because he was falling for... 30 minutes. It? 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, but then they had a little square off, and then he was like, okay, bye-bye. Yeah, and pretty much. <laughs> Doctor, Doctor Strange sadly owned Loki in that scene, but we need a rematch, <laughs> yeah. okay? We need a rematch. Uh, so I can't wait for that. Uh, sad news, though, with Doctor Strange 2. Rachel McAdams uh, will not be reprising her role as Dr. Christine Palmer. Mm. No reason as to why, but it kind of seems just the story must have gone in a different direction that didn't involve her character this time around. Yeah. So there is no reason to suspect she'll be out of the picture. Uh, like, she may not, may or may not come back for future films. Mm-hmm. No word on that either way, but she won't be in Doctor Strange 2. So yeah. we'll see. What happens with that when that comes out uh, next year in 2021? Cool. Some more Disney news because this is the Disney news podcast. Yeah. This really is today. And I, yep, not complaining. Um, (laughs) Fulia, I am excited to hear what you have to say about this Mm. because it looks like there is going to be a live action Lilo and Stitch film at Disney Plus that's going to mix live action with CGI. this is famously, for those who listen, one of your favourite animated films ever. It is. What are your thoughts? I don't know. Ooh! I've got, a, I've got mixed emotions about this, okay. to be honest. Talk to me. What are your mixed um, emotions? It sounds like a great idea. Um, obviously, Stitch will be CGI'd in. Yes. Um, for this to work. Looks like. Um, I... 
assume that it will be set in Hawaii, just like it is in the movie. Well, that feels it like a no-brainer. Be. That's got to be a no-brainer, guys. <laughs> Come on. Um, at this stage, look, I, I need to see some visuals to get an idea of what they're going for yeah. before I can be like, okay. all right, I want it. Yeah. Or no, I don't really want okay, that. Okay, so you want a bit more before you can fully decide if you're in yeah. or out on this one. Like, I know, because Disney's going on this thing where they want to make everything live action now. Yeah, yes, yes. So I'm just hoping that if they go live action with Lilo and Stitch, that they do it nicely. <laughs> Think well, we, all, we can all hope. I want it to work, damn it. <laughs> Again, we can all hope. Um, but yeah, no, probably best to be cautiously optimistic, yes. I think. So that's why I was I was slightly, just very slightly excited about it. Mm-hmm. But then, because I'm getting another Lilo and Stitch movie. Mm. But at the same time, I'm very cautious as to how this is going to turn out. Okay. So I don't want another Lion King happening here. So no one does. <laughs> Never so let's, again. Let's uh, let's let's tread on this carefully, shall we? <laughs> let's let's please, because holy crap, guys! Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Anyway, <laughs> if you're gonna waste all the freaking millions and millions of dollars, at least give us a film we all enjoy. Yep. Pretty much. It's not rocket science. Yes. I mean, come on. Just just give the just give Kevin Feige all the money, and he'll. Mm-hmm. It, he can arrange it for you. It's worked so far. Yep. I mean, hello. <laughs> hello. I'm so glad Wayne's not here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, I love you, Wayne. It's okay. <laughs> uh, and lastly, in the nerdy news, oh, Wayne, you'll enjoy this. Um, some horror-related movie news, which is pretty cool, uh, except, well, depending on how this goes, but Texas Chainsaw Massacre is getting another reboot. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love the excitement in your voice, will you? Oh, yeah. You're going to add this to your fan fiction collection? I'm so glad I wasn't in last week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's why. Why do you think we talked about horror films? I know. I zoned out a lot when I listened to it. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. But yes, um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is being rebooted um, by Legendary Pictures, mm-hmm. who are known for doing a very well executed genre pieces. Yep. Legendary. Very good. Uh, and it's going to be directed by two brothers by the name of Ryan and Andy Tohill, um, who previously directed a thriller called the dig, which I had no idea about, but I looked it up and it sounds really fascinating and really messed up because this, it's about a man who's been sent to prison, um, for 15 years for a murder. Mm-hmm. And he comes back to, you know, he's out of jail. He comes back to the farm where he, you know, to, to like kind of collect his things and get the hell out of Dodge because um, he's kind of not welcome around there anymore. Mm-hmm. And he gets there and he finds the father of the woman he was convicted of killing digging across his property trying to find her body. Oh. And then he decides to stay and help him. Wow. So it's about the two of these two men looking for this dead woman's body on his property and things ensue. Alrighty. A, and I'm I'm kind of curious. I kind of want to watch that movie. So, um, but yes. So these guys who made that are going to be directing this um, from a script that was co-written by Fede Alvarez and Rodolfo Sayegues. I'm I'm saying that completely wrong. Um, Sayegues. Sayegues. I'm going to go with that. Sayegues. Um, beautiful names, but yeah. I'm just mm-hmm. my pronunciation is not always the so best. Sayegues. But the so. So I guess? 
Yeah. I don't know. It's fine. Apologies. Apologies. Abs- <laughs> a hundred a thousand times apologies. Um, but they, they wrote the Evil Dead reboot that I freaking adore that we talked about last week, Wayne mm-hmm. and I. Um, so I have, and they also wrote uh, Don't Breathe, which is a really good horror film as well. So I have got high hopes. Um, Fetty Alvarez said apparently the Toehill's vision for Texas Chainsaw is exactly what the fans want. Okay. So fingers crossed. Fingers crossed that this iteration of Leatherface will be spectacular. Uh-huh. And maybe can hold up to the original. I mean, and then the, the, the remake from like 15 years ago that Wayne and I also talked about last week. Right. Yes. All right. I'm done for you. <laughs> that's, that's the horror movie discussion yes. for this episode. Done. <laughs> and that's the nerdy news done for Woo! this week. It's all done. Um, are we ready to move on then? Yes, let's do it. All right. Well, let's roll up to the trailer park then. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeah. Okay. Trailer park time. Trailer park time. And I lied. Um, Yes, you did. I lied big time because (laughs) I forgot the first trailer we're going to talk about today is actually from a horror film. Uh Uh-huh. I'm sorry. It's fine. I'm not sorry. (laughs) Uh, The first trailer we're going to talk about today is uh, for Spiral from the Book of Saw. Yes. This is our first look at the uh, previously announced Saw spin-off reboot that Chris Rock and Samuel Jackson um, are starring in together. And Chris Rock had either written or produced this He's one. executive producer. Executive producer, yeah. yes. Uh, and that had some heads turning when that news came out last year. And now we're getting our first glimpse of this film in this trailer. And I think it's a fantastic teaser. Mm-hmm. It doesn't show you too much. Mm-hmm. It shows you just enough. It kind of sets the the tone quite well, I think, for the for this new world that they're exploring. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so excited and curious to see how it connects to the original films, how it connects to the original Jigsaw, um, and yeah. But I just hope it's done well. I mean, it's made by you know the same people, Lionsgate and Twisted Pictures, who made all of the other Saw films, and Darren Lynn Bousman is directing this, and he directed a lot of the Saw franchise up until this point. So, uh, but it looked, I don't know, it looked like a really high, high quality trailer to me. It didn't look like a, it kind of looked like a return to form for me in, in terms of the Saw franchise, because these, those films became less about the story and more about how can we come up with different ways to kill people? Yeah. Uh, torture porn, basically, is mm-hmm. the direction it went in. Um, which is fine if you're into that thing, because people are and whatever. Um, but I definitely prefer the earlier Saw films where the story, you know, followed the police and it was a procedural horror film. Um, and, you know, there's twists and turns and reveals and the traps were kind of like a, an added bonus instead of the meat of the, the bone yep. of the film. But, um, yeah, so I'm very, very, very excited and especially to see Chris Rock in a film like this that I've never seen him. I've only ever seen him do comedy. I'm sure most of comedy or comedy actions, comedy actions. Yeah. yeah, But that's pretty much all he really does. And this is definitely not that. So Fulia, I know you're not going to watch this film and this trailer admittedly wasn't too freaky. No, no, it was pretty tame. What did you think? Um, yeah, look, it, to me, from that trailer, it looked like a police procedural. Yeah. Um, 
Un- until you find out that he's, you know, Chris Rock is, you know, chained up on, by handcuffs to a pipe and then he's given a saw. Yeah, we're which, throwing back people. Which, for me, I, I think I, I remember something like that happening in a previous horror film. Not that I've seen one. I think it might have been from a trailer that I've seen. Okay. Um, well, I mean, like that's the the one of the big things about the first Saw film. Mm. Kind of the reason why I think it's called Saw is because the you know the big thing that happened in the final act was one of the main characters having to saw his leg off to get free. Yeah. So um, and I, we're yeah. throwing back to that. Mm. So now it's it's now it's going to be the hand. Instead. Instead. And I, I didn't... Which, logically, I would go and use that saw to cut the chain off the freaking well, handcuffs, to be honest. Well, they could, but um, because you haven't seen saw, that's what he tried to do initially. He tried to saw through the chain that was... And it wasn't working. Right. Yeah, he, he had no choice. Okay. But then, then there was the fantastic twist and... Yeah. <laughs> Such a good twist. Yes. Anyway, I'm that's good. enough of that. You're yeah, good? You're done? I'm good. Okay, I think that might be all of the horror discussion done. <laughs> yes. Yes. It better be. Okay. Sorry. Too much for you. Um, Fulia. Yes. When are you not seeing Spiral? All right. So you can go see <laughs> Spiral from the Book of Saw. Yes. Uh, on the 14th of May. Ooh, week after my birthday. <laughs> there you go. Birthday present. <laughs> now I'll probably just go see Black Widow for like the third time around yeah. that point. <laughs> That'll be what I'll be doing. Yeah. Yes. Um, alrighty, so Fulia will be very happy to introduce to us the next trailer. <laughs> what is it? It is Minions. Minions. Rise of Gru. <laughs> Rise of Gru. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. More Minions. Give me Minions. <laughs> yes. Banana. <laughs> Bapple. <laughs> I okay. love me a good minion. They're very cute. Yes. They're very, very cute. So well, yes. we are going way back in time. Yeah, speaking of throwbacks. This is Ooh. a full on prequel. This is a prequel. It people. wasn't the, it's not the prequel of the minions now. This is now after what happened in minions and is now when the minions find group. Oh, so it's a sequel to Minions, but a prequel to Despicable Me. Yes. Whoa. So, yes. It's the Minion Cinematic Universe. <laughs> it's a different kind of MCU, people. Yes. yes. The Despicable Universe. The Despicable Universe. <laughs> yes, nice. Well, what did you what did you think of this trailer? This trailer looks like a lot of fun. We get to see Child Gru. Yeah. Before he became evil. Yes, still voiced by Steve Carell. Oh, I, I love it. I, I Hilarious. love it. So good. Very good voice work. He's so talented. I'm um, definitely looking forward to seeing this. I thought so. <laughs> I, there was a lot of good laughs coming yeah, out of that. Yeah, yeah, out yeah. Out of that trailer. It's funny. It's fun. Oh, my goodness. I'm just keen. Keen as a bean? Yes. Just keen as a bean? So keen. Yeah. Um, I, I, I liked it. I mean, I'm probably not going to watch, you know, watch it at the cinema or anything, but I've seen... A couple of dis- the Despicable Me films, and you know, they're pretty enjoyable. They're pretty mm. good kids' films. Um, I mean, there was there was a nun with nunchucks. That yes, the nunchucks. That's gold. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty fantastic. And that nunchuck is actually voiced by Lucy Lawless. Oh, <laughs> well, 
if Zane is in this thing, oh yeah, I need to watch it. Yes, you do. <laughs> um, yes, uh, uh, I think yeah, I think it was a good trailer up until the point of just. <laughs> I'm just looking at the character list of all the people. Jean Claude Van Damme is in this, and his his character's name is Jean Claude. Oh, probably Jean Claude. Claude. And, uh, you know, Julie Andrews is Melina Gru. I'm assuming that's the mum. That probably is. That's really cute. Dolph um, Lundgren. Yep. Taraji P. Henson. Alan Arkin. Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo's <laughs> in it. Russell Brand. Oh this is a good voice, yeah. voice cast here. Pierre Coffin. Oh, he's playing the minion. Rizza. Kevin. Yep. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, nice. Oh, that little, little story that... Was his, Kevin the minion was trying to explain that, when he loses the that thing cute. that was they that they that grew stole. Yeah, the min- so the minions have their own language. Yeah, they do. Yeah. It's it's apparently it's it's a cross between French and gibberish. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. That's why it sounds a bit French because it's almost it's kind of like the the Sims language. Like, kind of like you just in a way of like you know how the Sims language almost sounds like words, but then you it's like wait that's not a word. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. The, this is, the minions are exactly the same. It's all about the inflection. Yeah. And you how can you, speak. you can hear a lot of the like there, there are some French words being used, mm. um, but then uh-huh. it, yeah, but then it just doesn't really make too much sense. No, because of the because of the language. No, but that that was so, that was it was interesting because that whole sequence was probably my favorite slash least favorite part of this trailer i know look it did show a little bit it too showed much. too much that's the that's the problem that's the only problem yeah. i have but otherwise it's a very cute scene it and is I, <laughs> I love the journey kevin is it kevin no uh it's not kevin it's um what was the name of the minion it's not kevin dave didn't start with o no no no. I swear to Christ. I swear to Christ. <laughs> anyway, the minion that, uh, yeah, 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 loses Gru's stone that he stole. And um, ends up trading it over for a pet rock. For a pet rock. It's it's such a cute little story <laughs> and the way he tells it and the way he narrates it. Even. Yeah. It's, it's very funny. But, yeah, um, it's very good. And it's it's always cool to see, you know, uh, villains given a origin story. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Hope- this, yeah, this will definitely be a Big family film for everybody I think out there so. with kids. Especially because it's got the prime real estate release date of the 18th of June. It's oh, a big date. It's a big week. That is school holiday time. That's school holiday time. It's in the middle, <laughs> the middle or the beginning of the American summer, but sort of in the, you know, towards the middle of their box office mm. season. Um, yes. Very, that's very gonna, good. That's I'm I'm gonna make sure I go at a time where there's no kids. Nice. <laughs> it's okay. You go you go watch that. I'll go watch Wonder Woman for the third time. Then probably because well. <laughs> that's out. Well, I'll have too. I'll have I'll have seen Wonder Woman as well. Yes. Good. Yes. Good. Um. Cool. So our last trailer we're going to talk about is for an Australian film. Yeah. What's it called for you? It is called Never Too Late. Yes. Yeah. Okay. This looks like. Uh, a very fun kind of just feel good film yeah. um, about this like retired almost heist kind of crew that uh, are trying to get out of the nursing home <laughs> yeah. um, and James led by James Cromwell yep. um, 
who most people will know from Babe, of course, another iconic yes. piece of Australian cinema. Definitely. Um, so it's nice to see him popping up in an Aussie mm-hmm. film again. I love James Cromwell, very talented man. Um, and, yeah, he's trying to get to his love, Norma, played by Jackie Weaver, another mm-hmm. icon of Australian yeah. cinema. Uh, and, yeah, and then he has kind of this gang of of hilarious and goofball kind of elderly men. It's so, um, it's looking so good. Yeah, Roy Billing in particular, his character. In a wheelchair. In a wheelchair. <laughs> had had a lot of the laughs, a lot of the laughs in this trailer. Shane Jacobson's in the film as yep. well. Uh, because it wouldn't be Australian if Jay- Shane Jacobson yeah, exactly. wasn't, if he wasn't involved. in it. <laughs> he's, a, he's in everything, but it's for a reason because he's very funny. Yeah, so, Jack Thompson. Um, Jack Thompson, another legend. Yeah, yeah, Dennis Waterman. Yeah, just a, it's a great cast. Looks like a really good cast. A yeah. really good cast. And yeah, it looks like a bit of just, yeah, if you just want to kind of zone out from life and see what these geezers are getting up to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty check much. Check this one out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like uh, I feel like it might be a lot of fun. Yes, definitely. A good heartwarming comedy, I yep. think. With maybe some feels thrown in in the third act for a mm. twist. That's mm. kind of maybe the vibe. Yep. You know, cuz they're all old and I'm like, "Oh no, are they going to do a space cowboys on me and die or something?" <laughs> like, I really hope not. Please oh don't. no. Don't do that because I I wouldn't mind actually watching this film. It does. Yeah, yeah. it looks it looks like fun. Yeah, you liked yeah. it? Yeah, 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 I loved it. Yeah. 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 It was good. Yeah, awesome. Cool. I don't think we can really say much more than that. We just really enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. So we will be seeing Never Too Late. Never Too Late. 23rd of April. Yes. Yes. So it's only two and a half months away. Yeah. Two and a half months away. Not long. Not long at all. Not long at all. All right. Mark your calendars, people. Yep. All right. So that's the trailer park for this mm-hmm. week, which means now it's time for a couple of quickie reviews. Woo. Quickie review. And I'm going to start with Bombshell. Yep. Uh, Very happy that I got to see this film. I really liked it. Yes. I really enjoyed it. I wanted more. (laughs) Um, It kind of ended too soon for me. I just kind of, I was really enjoying it and I wasn't, wasn't really ready to leave the world, uh, leave the story, but it, you know, it told the story it, it set out to do and that we were left at the end of the film and that's that that's pretty much that um <laughs> but uh it's very similar to like the big short and vice it's kind of got a not mockumentary style but sort of mockumentary style like winks to the camera like you know actors mon- like dialogue at oh i just knocked the, ni- the microphone <laughs> oh enjoy that little fuzz um Actors, yeah, like, you know, acknowledging the audience, basically. Ah, okay, fourth wall breaks. Fourth, yeah, lots of fourth wall breaks. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I just, I really enjoyed that, like, the the kind of dark humour thrown mm-hmm. in with this very dark topic because it's based, of course, on the, the real-life um, sex scandal, uh, sexual harassment cases that surrounded Roger Ailes uh, yeah. with his final days at the Fox Network um, and before his death. Too. Um, this was happening in 2016, so the film takes place, I think, towards the end of 2015, but mostly through 2016. Um, and Charlize Theron plays Megan Kelly, who yep. in America is one of. Um, I'm not sure if she's still with Fox now. Maybe she is. I haven't actually looked that up. But at the time, she was yeah one of America's most well-known 
uh, kind of on-screen personalities, okay. um, news reporters mm-hmm. for for Fox. You know, she had her own news and current affairs program, similar, probably similar to a current affair. Okay, I suppose. Uh, and yeah, Charlize Theron nails her. I've watched videos of Megyn Kelly um, since watching Bombshell, and she nails her. Like, wow, everything. Like that's cool. The makeup they did with her to make her look like her is on on point. The way she carries herself, the way she speaks, like Charlize has altered her voice to sound like Megan's, and it's very effective. I was very, very, very impressed with what she did in the film. Um, highly, highly rate her performance. I also highly rate Margot Robbie in this movie. Oh, cool. Holy cow. Holy cow. Um, yeah, <laughs> really, she made me feel for her so much because she... she her her um character Kayla is kind of an amalgamation of lots of different women yep. that were affected by uh the scandal and by the harassment that they suffered mm-hmm. um and so through Kayla's eyes we get a glimpse into what that might have been like yep. for these women and just seeing her in those situations I mean they don't show anything really graphic or at all but they show you inappropriateness uncomfortableness awkwardness yeah yeah it's i nearly cried a couple times because it was but margot robbie's performance was just i was so captivated by her and just i yeah like i said i really felt for her character so much she was yeah she was brilliant in it Mm. and nicole kidman of course is nicole kidman yeah she was yeah she was awesome (laughs) i'm playing gretchen carlson who is another real life fox reporter Mm -hmm. uh at the time who got fired from the network um, basically due to a falling out with Roger Ailes. Basically, she had over the content she was producing for the channel and he decided he didn't want her around anymore. And and then it turns out he actually sexually harassed her, so then Gretchen sues him, and that's where the scandal begins. Ah, okay. And that opened the floodgates for all these other women to come forward, yeah, yeah. So including Megan Kelly uh, and a bunch of others, um, real-life women. And we see lots of different ac- actors and actresses in this and uh yeah i was the cast just in general Mm -hmm. i was very impressed you know who two people that you will like you do like that were in this that i didn't know Mm -hmm. um mark evan jackson oh really and darcy carden oh that is so cool yeah yes 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 sean and janet from the good place (laughs) Uh, we're both in this film. Yes. Um, Darcy was in it a bit more frequent than mm-hmm. Mark. I think Mark was only in it for one or two scenes. Okay. And he had different coloured hair, so I almost didn't recognise him. <laughs> was it dark? Or? Yeah, it was dark. Yeah, okay. yeah, it was darker hair. Um, but yeah, so that was that was kind of cool. Mm. Um, Kate McKinnon's pretty good in the film as well, playing um, a, a gay character who uh, can't be herself because Fox is a very right-wing network. Yeah. She's not allowed to... Uh, be who she is. Yeah, she has to hide who she is. Yeah. And, but she works for Fox because they were the first, you know, company that took her. You know, she needed work, and she this is the career she chose, and so yeah. she, yeah, she could. And now she can't get a job anywhere else because she works for Fox, and mm. everybody else hates Fox because yeah. everyone else is a bit more. Yeah. So it's a very, very interesting kind of way of showing how that kind of world works on top of. Um, just delving into this scandal and okay yeah that's cool it was no it was really good and 
Uh, Josh and Ben Lawson played the brothers Murdoch, who are the sons of Rupert Murdoch. Yep. Um, who was played by Malcolm McDowell, who is a British actor, I'm pretty sure, maybe American, and uh, did a uh, accent because Rupert Murdoch <laughs> is Australian. Yeah. Um, and no the, one, no yeah. one that is foreign can put on a proper Australian accent. And for some reason, you know, this film had two Australians playing Americans and. As far as I know, couldn't tell. Yeah. Their accents are perfect. Yeah. Yeah. See, we can do other accents, but no one can do ours. And I'm just like, where's, yeah, where's your dialogue coaches? Where's your fucking, why aren't Margot and Nicole going, okay, okay, Malcolm, this is how this needs to sound. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Instead of going, oh, right. Don't put too much emphasis into the bogan. Oh, and it was bad. not all of us sound that anyway, way. Anyway, it's fine. But yeah. he know, a couple of the lines were convincing. Oh, that's good. Anyway, I've probably <laughs> gone into this bit too much. But <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. I'd probably give it a four out of five. That's good. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, definitely worth checking out, people. Definitely worth checking yes. out. Yes. And what's the second film you and watched? And the second film I'm kind of curious to, to revisit with my thoughts right now and talking about it out loud. Mm-hmm. So I watched Horse Girl. Okay, tell so, us what that's about. So for those who don't remember uh, from a couple, maybe if you haven't listened a couple of episodes ago, it was this was a, a film that was in our trailer park mm-hmm. um, because it's a Netflix film, so they dropped the trailer only a couple of weeks before it actually released. Came, released. Yep. Um, so this stars Alison Brie as a woman named Sarah who's kind of socially awkward, mm-hmm. a bit of a loner. Yep. Um, but she's like pretty you know but she's not like you know made out to be this stunning gorgeous girl or ugly duckling mm-hmm. sort of thing she's just she she's pretty but she does yeah she's just kind of awkward um she works at an arts and crafts store and she really loves that she she loves horses as is no surprise from the title um i remember the trailer yeah now. yes, yes. Okay. um and you know she kind of ends up getting herself a boyfriend during the film but then things the weird things start happening because mm-hmm. she starts having hallucinations of possibly being abducted by aliens yes and she loses time mm-hmm. um sleepwalks like all these weird things start to happen to her and and so the film which is kind of it starts off in one place and ends up in a completely different one mm-hmm. and i think i get what they were trying to do because it's one of those films where, and, you know, you talk about it with Joker, for example, where it kind of, like, it blend, it blends reality and fiction. Because in that film, Arthur is hallucinating certain things. Like, he's seeing what he wants to see. Like, yeah. the reality and, fa- like, the reality and his fantasy are two different things. And we find that out in the film. And you don't know what's real and what's not by, yeah. by the time you walk out of the theatre, which is... It's really cleverly done, and they kind of tried to do that with this film, but it's just not as successful for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think uh, Alison Brie, her performance was so good. I was really, really impressed. I've only ever seen her in Community, and, um, you know, if she ever pops up in random films, I just happen to be watching, and, like, she's the voice of Unikitty <laughs> in the Lego movie. Yeah. Um, Lego movies. Uh, Uni Kitty's the best, um, and, but I was—I—I'd never seen her play a character like this, mm. and she's yeah, she's really, really good, really, really good. But she goes full crazy. 
Okay. Like Sarah gets full crazy and, but then it's, I don't know. It's so, it's so strange. Like she doesn't even question the fact that she's being abducted. She doesn't try to really fight it. She kind of just lets the madness kind of take hold, but you, you kind of don't really know if she's actually crazy or if she mm. just believes the things yeah, she says yeah. or or if she's actually being abducted. Mm. It's so... Because they don't really... They kind of show and don't tell. Like, they don't explain really what's happening to her and whether or not yep. she's telling the truth. I mean, the, end, the way the film ends, I won't entirely spoil it, but the way the film ends kind of leans... Does kind of lean one way or the other, but uh, it still is kind of... I don't know. It it didn't fully stick the landing mm. for me. And then there's talk of like cloning. She thinks she's her grandmother's clone because they're identical. Um, and that's that's a whole another interesting thing. And I, yeah, I don't know. I feel I feel like this film could have been better. Like I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. It just kind of sat somewhere in the middle. It's just a very different, very quirky film. It's got an interestingly creepy synth soundtrack to it okay. that sounds upbeat and bubbly in certain parts, like when she's in the craft store. But then when weird shit's happening to her, it goes very sinister. So, ah. it, And there's a lot of shots that just are designed to make you uncomfortable okay? because they're lingering on her face for maybe a tad too long. And she's making weird faces or she's trying to, yeah, she's doing certain things mm. and... There's, yeah, it's it's really fascinating, and I would really, I'd really love to know more about what what they were trying to do with the story. Alison Brie actually also co-wrote the script, so oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, I want to know more about it. It's yeah, I mean, it's 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 a very weird film. Just be wary if you're planning on watching it. It's very weird. It is exactly what the trailer kind of made it out to be. Just a very strange film. I don't. I don't know. I, I, when I was watching it, I was I was really enjoying the first half, but then when it, it kind of just does go off the rails a bit towards the end, because I was thinking for most of it, I was like, oh, the trailer didn't really do this justice. And then when the you know the final act basically kicked in, I was like, oh, okay, maybe it did. <laughs> shit is fucking crazy in this mm. film. But anyway, uh, so I'd probably give it two and a half, three out of five, I think. Okay. But uh, but watch. Not, not terrible. Not terrible. Not great. Just somewhere in the middle. Mm. Um, yeah, the best... Alison Brie is the best thing yeah. about okay. this film. She's... Yeah, I really want to see her do uh, more kind of weird stuff. I need to... I think I need to watch more of her filmography, yeah. I reckon. Yeah. She's a very talented woman. And very pretty. <laughs> very, very pretty, too. Um, all right. Those are my quickie reviews. Cool. Done and dusted. Yay. Which means now... It's time for... Culture. Uh, <laughs> yep. Peek in the mic. Miss love the it. <laughs> I love love the peeking of the mic. Yes. <laughs> Great. Okay, popcorn culture time. So so um since Foley wasn't here last week, yeah. we decided to hold off on this little discussion that was probably gonna be a quickie review last week, but now we've decided to turn it into a whole discussion point of the show yes. thanks to wayne for the inspiration thank you <laughs> this needs to be spoken this about this needs to be spoken about so basically fulia and i suffered two losses last week yep two of our favorite shows the good place and arrow came to an end yep one after four seasons one after eight <laughs> holy crap and they all ended like 
two within two days of each other. Yes. And they both made us cry. Uh-huh. Like, oh, Lord. Yep. <laughs> I wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> uh, so just a heads up, guys. We are going to be talking spoilers for the finales of these two shows. So if you haven't seen it, please stop now. Go and watch it. Then come back. And then come back. Yes. <laughs> Do yourselves a favor. Don't, ru- don't let us ruin this for you. No. You have been forewarned. Yes. Uh, Fulia, uh, did you want to talk about... Which show did you want to talk about first? I'm going to let you decide. <laughs> um... Let's let's start with let's start with a good place. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. Let's go with a good place. Okay, good because I'm fine with this because I think maybe this one made me more emotional mm. than Arrow. So it's probably me a good too. idea to get this one out of the yep. way. Yeah. Um <laughs> so yeah, the setup for this finale was basically that um you know, uh Team Cockroach, Eleanor, Chidi, Tahani and Jason finally Ended up in the good place. The actual the good actual place. The actual good place. After all this time, they finally got there and then um, discovered that the the people who were in the good place had kind of gone nutto because they, you know, they were stuck in perpetual bliss and light. And so their, they were they were bored. Their existence became meaningless. Yeah. So they introduced the idea of a door they could walk through. That could return yeah. their energy to the universe where yes. it came from. So when they were done with what they wanted to do in the good place, yes, accomplished the were, last things. Yep, yeah, and they were ready to do. Yes. and they were ready. They could walk through the door, and that would be it. And that would be it, and they'd be done. It, it's it's kind it's kind of like saying you know, like when your time comes on Earth and, and you pass away. It's the same. It was basically similar the same, to that. Very yeah. similar to that. Which is probably why this episode was so emotional Yes, for us and a lot of other people. A lot of my friends watched this show and everyone had the same reaction. Yeah. Just getting emotional. Like, it was... Even, like, we knew it was going to end. Yeah, we, we knew we, that yeah. We knew that the ending was going to be emotional. Yeah, we did. We just weren't expecting the content. <laughs> no. No, not at all. I mean, yeah, we were prepared to say goodbye to these characters, yes. but not but like not this. But not in this. Not in this kind of way. Because we were basically, I mean, watching them die, essentially. Like, yeah, die, I, like proper die. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but they were all at peace. Mm. And I think, you know, the show really summed up its mission statement yeah definitely in, that, in this last episode of you know the themes of philosophy it wanted to explore yeah uh, and the development of all these characters there was nothing i can see why they decided to end the show because there's literally this is perfect this is the perfect ending for all of yeah them. i mean what what else could they possibly do yeah with the show honestly no, there's no. i don't think they would have been able to continue to be honest no no so no it was way. nice that they were able to end it the way they wanted to end it yeah and it was emotionally beautiful it really was yeah. it really was so the the show kind of started with jason realizing he was ready to go through the door oh dip oh dip <laughs> i, love, I that. love the way that darcy says that yeah as janet oh, yeah dip. oh dip <laughs> um yeah but he yeah he because yeah that's right she said it when they were having the dinner, yeah, because he, he was he was he he, he made set up dinner. he set up this really romantic dinner at what was the place he was that was he was living in the the wing place I forget the name of it the fire the fire hot, hot wings yeah fiery wings something it was something like something that something to do with hot wings yes it was his fast food chain yes yeah he and that's where he it. got to live yes and like oh my goodness it's he was setting this up he had 
it, it was all it was set up like a romantic two person dinner he went to all the trouble of trying his best to make the dinner ruined it and he was explaining all of this to Janet. He's like, I was trying to do this. I made spaghetti. I made spaghetti bolognese. Oh my god, that spaghetti looked but hilarious. It it didn't work, no. and it was literally a. It disc. was solid as a rock. It yeah. was literally this giant disc, spaghetti disc of just you know spaghetti in the middle. Yeah, it was it was very very funny. Um, yeah, and then yeah, he tells her, and then she know, re- and then yeah, he's explaining everything, and then she realizes why he's doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. then then he decides that he wants to have a you know a farewell a, party, a final hurrah, final hurrah, one last time, and it's the most Jason party that could ever possibly dance, dance resolution, dance, dance resolution. <laughs> I finally, could, I have never seen the man dance, and that. He is good. He is so good. <laughs> Manny, Manny Jacinto, ladies and gentlemen, yes. has got the moves. My goodness. That was that was probably one of my f- highlights, I think, or favorite parts of the finale was just finally getting to see him and his dance crew. Yeah, pretty much. From Jacksonville, Florida. <laughs> that um, all died and made it to the good place, they apparently. All, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they've been, they've been up in the good place for... For so many baromies. So many baromies. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, Jeremy Berrimis. Yeah. So um, yes. Yeah, so yeah, that that was a really wonderful party. And mm. while you know everyone was sad, uh, Jason decided to you know go. But mm. it turns out he actually didn't, <laughs> because he had one final thing that he wanted to do. Yeah. But like he had no choice like we don't know we don't find out until later on in the episode that he stuck around for a little while no no because he made this necklace for janet this little locket this little locket that says j and j on it yeah uh he lost it while they were walking to the door initially yes and then he decided to to find it and then he found it and he waited like hundreds of baramies yep and hundreds and thousands of hundreds of thousands of (laughs) lifetimes and baramies of waiting for the real Janet to come back so he could give it to her. And then Janet literally turned around and told him that you pretty much became a monk. Because he didn't... He did. He, like, there was, was nothing so, for him to do. It was so funny. He said... Yeah, because he said that he, like... He spent all of that time in stillness and reflection and thinking... it, Just being at peace and all of yeah, that stuff. Yeah, and meditating. And, and, and then Janet just was like... So, oh, so you literally became... A monk. A monk, you literally became well, um, Jianyu. Jianyu. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then he's just like, huh? Huh? What? <laughs> what? No. <laughs> and yeah. Jian's like, oh, okay, never yeah, mind. Never mind. <laughs> and then he goes through the door. Um, yeah, that was that was really sweet. I really thought that was a really nice end to mm. to Jason's story. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna. God, I'm gonna miss all of these characters. Oh so much. yeah, hundred percent. So I I'm not gonna say it with every single one, no. just because it's it's pointless. Because yeah. I, I miss them all. Yeah, exactly. And um, then we come to, um, Tahani's next. Tahani's next. Yes. So Tahani. she's the one that's decided that she's ready to go because she's she she's, thinks she's finished everything on her list. She's learnt everything she needs to learn, and yes. she's mastered them all. Yep. I love the fact that, um, oh, I've forgotten his name. Help me! <laughs> Where I'm blanking on his name too. Why am I blanking on Hoff, his? Off Hoffman? Off Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman. Nick, <laughs> Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman plays himself. 
um, in the show as he's teaching Tahani how to make the perfect chair. Yes. And she nails it. Uh-huh. Pun intended. Ah, <laughs> get it? Because chairs are made with nails. Yes. Yeah, so as soon, <laughs> as soon as he says, there's nothing else that I can teach, teach you, you. She just kind of goes, oh. She's done. She brings Janet, tell, asks her to bring up the list that yeah. she's made. Mm-hmm. We, she crosses it off and she's like, Right, I've pretty much done everything that I need to do. Yeah. But then later realizes that she, the one thing that she really wanted to do was help people and she never got the chance to do that when she was alive. No. And then she never actually ended up doing it through the, when she was in the good place. Mm. So she then decides that she wants to become the architect of the good place. Yeah, become a, a good place architect yeah. and, and build neighborhoods and... And tests to, to help future souls exactly get in. Yes, and it's that's just beautiful. That's the one thing that she really wanted to do. So we don't technically see her go through the door. We only uh, no. at the beginning. No, because she doesn't. She doesn't at all. No, no, she doesn't. Because she's yeah. still at the moment at that time. She's learning how to um, become the architect. Well, uh, yeah, she she starts off as an intern. And yeah. Then we get to see her down the track in the episode. And it's so nice great. to see her in something other than a dress. Oh my god, we got to see her in pants for the first time. She was in overalls her. for one. Yeah, when over- we first saw well, her. Well, overalls first, and then she was wearing that fantastic suit. Yes, when um, when and Michael gives yeah, the her bow tie. This perfect tie. Oh, I loved that. That was really <laughs> nice. Another really great thing I liked about um, Tahani's send off was the fact that um, her family. They all finally got along. Yes. That was the one other thing that she really, um, she was waiting to do. Yeah. Because after she had mastered woodwork, mm-hmm. Janet told her that, told her the way that oh. she said, like, the thing that you wanted me to, to tell you has happened. Yes. And that was her parents dying. Yes. Yes. And the, and then they've gone through the process of, you know, going through all the testing yeah. to, to actually make it to the good place. Yes, and they made it. And, and all of us there as well. Uh, yeah. The, so Camilla and Tahani were both bracing themselves for, for all the... All the bullshit. All the bullshit from their parents. And then the opposite happens. <laughs> yeah. They start apologizing. Yeah, the parents realized, you know the error of their ways and and they were just so happy to get to see their girls once again and yeah it was really beautifully done and just a really like i really love the fact that i feel like tahani her character arc might be the best in the show either hers or eleanor's i think just because of the the growth um because when we first meet tahani it's all about tahani and it's all about how she's not good enough in the eyes of her parents yeah or in the eyes of camilla um, you know, because, you know, that that's the entire reason she dies in the first place. Um, <laughs> because of her sister. Because of her sister and her parents. And um, and then she just, this journey she goes on from being this, you know... Upper self, class. Upper class, selfish, name dropper, yeah. socialite. Uh, always trying to compete for the benefit of herself, but never for the benefit of other people. The yeah. fact that she decides after her journey to end uh, her journey by becoming... The, probably being one of the biggest things that she could ever do in terms of giving back and in terms of helping yeah. humanity by not only helping, being a part of helping save the, the universe and save the earth, but um, she, you know, she be- becomes an architect and designs, uh, you know, tests, tests and, and neighborhoods. And yeah. she, you know, spends the rest of her existence helping 
she goes from yeah i just i it's, love that it's amazing isn't right? it great it is so good it's so beautiful it's yeah. so beautiful and so fitting for her character. speaking of name dropping i saw a instagram post by the good place and they literally counted the name drops that tahani made in the show yeah i know and it was it's over insane. 50 it's insane it's hilarious over 50 name yeah. drops yeah oh my goodness <laughs> And I think they they doubled up on a couple of them because she mentioned because she mentions it a few times. She mentions a few twi- a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's pretty funny. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, okay. we're gonna miss you, Tony. We are gonna miss you. Give me your wardrobe. No, oh, please. <laughs> Give me everything. Yes. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I just need to be invited to all these high class bar parties and balls. Yes, please. <laughs> uh, okay, and then we get, now arrive at the uh, probably the saddest part of the whole episode. Yeah. Cheedy decides he oh. wants to go. And Eleanor is in denial. Absolute denial. Doesn't want it to happen. Nope. Can't imagine existing without him. Nope. Because they've had, you know, clearly thousands of Baramis together already. Yeah, because she's... lifetimes and... Before Cheedy even... After lifetimes. Yeah, exactly. Before Cheedy even says that he's ready to go. She knows. She realizes that yeah. she's getting that Chidi's getting to a point where he's pretty much done yeah. with what he wants to do yeah. at the good place. Yeah, yeah. And so she's like, crap, I need to find some diversions. Yeah, yeah. Some distractions to keep yeah. him from leaving. Yes. So she uses the abilities that they have to, yeah. to travel around different places on Earth, places that Chidi loved when he was alive. Yeah. And to try and just remind him of all the splendor that he has access to. Yeah, um, you exactly. Know, and and he, there's no reason for him to not exist anymore because, hello, look at all this cool stuff you're going to mm, miss out exactly. on. And me, you yeah. know, she says. like Cool trick, uh, cool little trivia. They actually visited they Greece and, and France. France. Yes, they did. And it was just those two and I think Janet as well. So yes, Darcy yeah, Darcy Harden Darcy as well. Harden. Kristen Bell and um, William, William Jackson William Harper. Jackson Harper yes. Yeah, so they were there with the crew. Um, and they apparently in Paris, they were, the bridge that they filmed on, that last little bit, mm. they, had a, they had a tough time getting time to film there. Like oh, they, they, really? they were only out, they were only allotted like about an hour. But somehow, miraculously, they, they got, got a couple. Okay. They got a couple of hours to get it done. Wow. Um, but it was blocked off because some, I think there was some sort of festival happening. Oh, no. So certain roads were blocked off so that crowds wouldn't actually come in and yep. and distract them or disturb them when yeah. they're filming. So okay. for them, it worked out really well. Yeah, okay. But they had a very short time frame to right. do it all in. There you go. That's incredible considering... That's one of the most emotional yeah. scenes in the entire episode because yeah. Eleanor basically is just begging Chidi and saying, you can't leave me. Like, yeah, I, pretty much. I don't want you to leave. You cannot leave me. You can't yeah, do this. Yeah, exactly. You know, you can't make this decision. Um, yeah, and it's so heartbreaking to watch Eleanor. Like, and Chidi just turns uh, around and is like, I understand why you're doing this. Yeah. But I'm ready to go. Yeah. But then he decides that he, you know, maybe he wants but at to the, stay. Yeah, her. exactly. So he he continues to be selfless. Yeah. And was like, all right, I'll stay for you. Yeah, yeah. Rather yeah. than being like, no, I need to be selfish yeah. now. I'm done. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And then and then Eleanor realizes not it, long after that yeah. she needs to yeah. To let him go. She needs to let him go. Yeah. 
Oh, what was the line? So sad. I I owe you to let you go. I owe it to you. Or the, I owe it to you to let you, you go. She reads that book, what we owe to each other. Yeah. And and yeah. it was like the last sort of line or paragraph in the book. Yeah. 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 Basically, that. Oh, it's so. It's, yeah, it's really so heartbreaking, heartbreaking and it's just so like and that I just that's the scene when they're you know the last scene together mm. and he's talking about how you know the part of Eastern philosophy is you know life is you know like a wave yeah and you know it it's the ocean that just changes form for a second and then it returns to the ocean and that's kind of what the, the yeah. grand, grand metaphor for the way this kind of works. Yeah, exactly. And Chidi just, just says it in such a beautiful way. It, oh, man. And I cried so much and I'm getting I'm getting teary right it's now. That, it's so... That line, that little monologue that he had was just... It was so good. It was beautiful. It was so good and it just... Oh. I want that on a poster somewhere in my house. I know. Tattoo it on me. Yeah, really. <laughs> really, please. Like, it's it's such a great metaphor for life. Yeah. And it was really the perfect thing for Chidi to say to Eleanor to kind of put her at ease for the whole situation. Yeah. Because it's just... Oh, it's, God, why did I become attached <laughs> to these characters? Why did I root for Eleanor and Chidi to get yeah. together if this mm. was going to be the cost? I don't like it. Take it back. Yeah. So Chidi, <laughs> Chidi goes through the door yep. and it's really fucking sad and emotional. And I yeah. hate it. I don't want it anymore. Yeah, because <sighs> Janet explains that there was a bench there for him to sit down. Oh, I love I loved, oh, those scenes where she's yeah. like... This, I mean, there's a bench here, you, and then you can go. There's the door, and you can walk through whenever you're ready. Whenever you're ready, yeah. and that's the name of the episode too. Whenever, whenever you're, you're ready. ready, and then Chidi, after Janet explains it, Chidi's like, "No, I'm ready." He just yeah, puts goes, his hands in his pockets. Yeah, and, and just walks walks through, and that is exactly a Chidi thing to do. It is. He, he just, but I, but pers- personally, I think because of the journey he's been on. It, he made a decision. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The in most indecisive person <laughs> ever yeah. made a decision that he was ready to, to leave. Go, yeah. He didn't arm an R. He knew he made a decision and he didn't. He go was back confident on it. with it. He was confident with it. He knew what he wanted. Mm. He was sold on it. And then he, and the fact that he didn't even decide to question himself in that those final moments. Yeah. He's just like, no, I'm ready. Yeah. And he just walks it's that, through. It, it, like they say, you'll know the feeling that you're ready to leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. He, he and so he had that. that. Yeah, exactly. But it was so. Yeah. And that's the moment when after Chidi goes through. Um, Jason pops out. <laughs> yes, yes. After, after that incredibly sad moment. Yeah. Fuck. Little bit of comedy to break it up. And then um, once that Jason's little scene happens, he's like, wait up, Chidi. Yeah. He just oh, runs after him. God. It's really cute. I'm going to cry. <laughs> but like that, that, that scene is just, and the way that they cut away from Chidi, like literally the moment he passes through, you don't see him pass through. But the camera cuts back to Janet and you just see the look on her face. And yeah. she's just like, oh, I'm going to cry. Yeah. This is so emotional. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. So yes. um, Eleanor is the last of Team Cockroach. Um, she's she's around for a few more Beramies. She sticks around for a long, long time after Chidi goes. Yeah. Uh, I, because, you know, I mean, who wouldn't want to take advantage of that awesome Jeremy Beramie Chidi calendar? Oh, my gosh. That calendar. <laughs> 
So good. Oh, uh, yeah, because that was the, the one thing that she mentioned to him the night before he decided to go through the door was don't wake me up when you leave. Yeah, just leave. Just leave. Oh, I'm going to cry. Yeah. Fuck. And she wakes up to this calendar yeah, of right Chidi yeah. on the pillow. Make, and, and he's doing all these, like, funny... Like poses, fake, fake, sexy poses, like <laughs> in all the outfits. things, yeah, and all the things that he's done throughout being in the bad place, like the yeah. the postman uniform, yeah. and <laughs> it was great. It yeah, it's so good. Um, but yeah, Eleanor, Eleanor decides her with her final acts um, for her existence. Yeah, she wants to help Mindy St. Clair actually get into the good place. Mm. Um, because she's trying to find ways to, to feel fulfilled because she's ready to go, but she's not ready, ready. Yeah. Yeah. And she helps, she helps Mindy, um, with the help of Tahani. Yeah. Yeah. Um, take the test and, um, convinces convinces her, her, yeah. Convinces her first to take the test, but then when she's not fulfilled, realizes there's one other person. Yeah. She gets to the door with Janet and she's got hesitation. She's yes. like, no, no, hold on. Yes. Wait, I want to go. Wait, no. Yeah. I, I don't want to. Yeah. I'm not ready. Yeah. So because she had that hesitation, she's like, no, there's still one more thing I really need to do. And Michael intervenes and tries to go through the door because he's done. <laughs> and then because he's a demon, it doesn't work like that for him. And the amount of times. It's he, very funny. The amount of different ways he tried going in through the door. And he's like, it's because you're looking. <laughs> And yeah, and the fact that he's like, oh, it's working, it's working. I can feel, I can feel myself dissipating. Bye, goodbye, everyone. And he just and walks he just behind, steps the, to the side behind, behind the, tree. the tree, and uh, then the, um, Eleanor's just like, we know you're still there. Yeah. And then he pops up from in between the branches, like it's because you're still looking. <laughs> it's very funny. Um, so then Eleanor decides to. Uh, yeah, she to realizes that help Michael, Michael. Yeah. Michael um, needs help. And they make him human. Human! And that was emotional, again, seeing Janet say goodbye to Michael. Yeah. That was another really it's emotional It's like, you've got blood now. <laughs> yeah. Look after yourself. You're going to spend the rest of your life as, you know, as a human to take care. And then, like, you know, and then you're going to go through the tests and maybe end up in the good place. Maybe not. And Michael, for the first time, even though he has no idea, and the fact that he was you know, always so scared about uh, what would happen to him. Because remember, he had that nervous breakdown yeah. of like, oh, crap, I'm, you know, existential crisis. What happens to you after you die? You know, he he realizes that. And then, but now he's kind of at peace with it. He's like, no, I'm done. I'm ready. I want the human experience and I'm going to, you know, get into the good place, hopefully. And if I don't, then we'll get, we'll see what happens. But, yeah. Yeah. I, that was really beautiful as well. Um this is what I mean about this show is just they found the perfect endings for all these characters. And then after that, Eleanor uh, is ready. Yeah. And then fucking Darcy Carden, man. <laughs> Again, she first time, pretty much one of the only times we see Janet get really emotional. Yeah. So saying goodbye to Eleanor. They sit down on the bench, have a couple of have margaritas. Have a couple of margaritas. Like <laughs> two, two bros they are. And mm. it's a really beautiful scene. And just, but I just, the way Janet breaks in that scene breaks my heart so much. Oh God. And she's just like, oh, what, what does she say? There's like one line that Janet says to Eleanor that just really, I don't know. She's like, I just, I'm just going to sit here for a while or, or, or can I just wait with you? Oh yeah. She wants to, she's like, can I wait with you while you, you know, for your last moments before you leave? And 
Mm. Fuck, it's sad. Yeah. Um, but then Eleanor goes through, and then we find out what happens to your, you when you walk through that door. Yeah, so it's just their energy just turns into... Turns into these little pixie dust kind yeah. of things, and it looks beautiful. So beautiful. And then a bit of a bit of Eleanor makes its way down to Earth and, yeah. and down to Michael, so he can get his membership card to that <laughs> random fast food restaurant, and it's so Eleanor. And that, li- so and that line that he gives the guy... Yeah. Is very Eleanor because he yes. was really wanting to say that. Yeah, what was it? Um, I remember. Take it sleazy. Yes! <laughs> That's the one. That's what he says. Take yeah. it sleazy. Take it sleazy. And that is the good place. Done. Yep. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, broken. We were broken. We were broken. Ah! Oh my goodness. <laughs> so, so freaking emotional. Yep. And then literally the next day for me, and maybe a couple of days. For you, mm. maybe it was the same day. I can't remember. Um, the Arrow finale happened, and oh uh, yeah, I didn't actually. Watched. I didn't actually watch that till like yeah, a few days later. A few days later, yes. Yeah. Um, now, just because I'm I'm looking at the time, uh, we won't do a, a kind of a recap like no, we just no, did no, for no. the yeah, good yeah. place because it's a t- episode of television that's twice as long. Um, but this was the last episode of Arrow. This is. Really, for me, just, uh, you know, the the Arrowverse has become, you know, the small screen version of the MCU, even though it's DC. Mm. Um, they really have nailed all of these characters and especially what they've done with Oliver Queen. Yeah. He's, he's the Tony Stark of this whole thing. He's the reason we have an Arrowverse. It's called an Arrowverse for a reason because, yep. you know, Arrow started all of these shows... Pretty that much. have now built up to this epic crossover and the epic end to its eight-season run. Yeah. Um, with Oliver Queen sacrificing himself in the crossover to remake the multiverse as Spectre. And he ends up bringing back a bunch of people. Yeah. Back to life. Like, like holy crap. Permanently back to life. Um, and it's done It's done really beautifully, I think. I, mm. At first, when I, I remember watching the opening scene... Um, I was like, oh no, we have to watch this again. Like, it's the scene with Slade Wilson in season two where he kills Moira Queen. Yeah. Spoilers. Um, but then Oliver intervenes last minute and she lives. And yeah. This, and this is the new, this is the new um, Earth Prime in which, you know, there's no crime in Star City. No. And Moira's alive and freaking so many characters like Tommy Merlin's alive. So good to see Colin Donnell, right? Yes. That, but that made you very happy. Oh man. <laughs> I mean, I wish he'd been in it a bit more, but yeah, I really particularly liked that scene of him with, um, with Laurel. Yeah. Earth 2 Laurel. Um, and you know, her talking about how weird this must be to see her, dop- you know, his Laurel's doppelganger. Because one of the things Oliver clearly couldn't fix was uh, the original Laurel Lance from yeah. Earth One coming back because of the fact that the Earth Two Laurel Earth Two was Laurel is there. now, and then that again is there's another beautiful scene in which because Quentin Lance also came back, yeah, uh, also came back to life. So so much so much to love about that, and just uh, there's a, a scene between him and Earth Two Laurel, and she feels terrible because. Everyone's back except your Laurel. And I feel like it's because I'm here. Yeah. She blames herself somehow. And then, uh, and then Lent, like Quentin just turns to her and says, there's nothing about you that needed fixing. 
and it's so good and it's so nice and so that and then you get the scene with with tommy merlin and how he's like i was married to laurel and you know she's gone but you know you're here and it's you know it's not the it's okay things are you know all of the fixed you know so many things and yeah yeah, like he didn't even exist no until oliver fixed everything and oh my god um yeah, and Amiko Queen, the the half sister, mm. Robert Queen's illegitimate daughter, um, who popped up in season seven and, yep. w- and was killed in the finale. It was alive, and there is a really nice scene of her um, interacting with Moira and Thea. Yep. In the finale, and um, kind of being accepted by them, mm. which was really really sweet. I really liked that. <laughs> so yeah, so many great to see. It, it was nice. So many great characters to see back. Yeah, it was really nice to to see all these all these you know characters come back to 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 finalize the show. Yeah, and it was nice to sort of remember who they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, we also got Rory uh, Ragman. He came back. Yeah, uh, which made me very happy because I was very sad when he left the show. Mm. Uh, but he initially. left. He he left the show. No, uh, with with no powers, like he had lost these powers. At yeah, the time. yeah. No, and I now know. all of a sudden he's got them back. No, the rags, the rags started working again, yeah. which was really cool to see. Um, him back in action. Um, Curtis came back as well. Yeah, got to see Curtis uh, back <laughs> in the bunker for a bit. That was really cool. Anatoly was there. Yes, so great to see oh. Oliver's brat for brother. Yes, I love Anatoly. <laughs> he's oh. hilarious. He's very funny. Yeah, he's I, a oh. funny Russian man. Absolutely <laughs> funny Russian man. Um, the Al Ghuls return. Nissa and Talia. Yeah. Al-Ghul. Oh my goodness. First to see time them together. Yeah. First time seeing them together in a scene. <laughs> that was great. That was really great. Yeah. Uh, but I really and then, enjoyed that. You know, we know that Nissa and um, Sarah. Sarah. Yes. They're lovers. They yes, they are. <laughs> yes, my I, beloved. I love the fact that said. Nissa. Yeah, Nissa still calls Sarah her beloved. Yeah, even because they're not together anymore. Because but. um, what was what was the sister's name again? Nissa's yeah, ta- sister. Ta- Talia. 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 At during the funerals. Talia says to, to Nissa, "It's like I'm sorry for your for the death of your husband." <laughs> yeah, it's because, that's because Nis, yeah, Nissa and Oliver were betrothed by yeah. Raz Al Ghul uh, yeah. a few seasons ago. <laughs> yes, this is true. And she was like, "Well, he wasn't really much of a husband anyway." <laughs> in, a, in a sense, yeah, it was very funny. <laughs> that was a really nice little yeah. scene. Um, but of course, the main kind of story arc of this final episode is not just about saying goodbye to Oliver Queen, but it's um, we act, we get to see, uh, you know, Team Arrow in action yeah. one last time again. Yeah, yeah, because Sarah brings um, Mia from the future, Mia Mia Smoke, um, yes, or Mia Queen, I think, in this new future that mm-hmm. she is, um, and because she's like, you need to come back for your father's funeral, memorial, yeah. all of that, uh, which is really beautiful. Uh, but then present day William gets kidnapped. Um, by a man named John Byrne, yeah. who, in an epic throwback to the very first season of Arrow, was the first prisoner on uh, Robert Queen's list that Oliver did not execute. Yeah, he was the first one that, uh, from the moment where you know the Hood started to change his ways and becoming, he started becoming closer to becoming the Green Arrow. Yeah, uh, you know, turned John Byrne in, um, and he went to uh, to to. Uh, 
what is it? Iron, Iron, Iron Gate or whatever it's called, Black Gate. One of the, the Iron Heights, Iron Heights. Yeah, yeah. He went to prison. Yeah, I should have just much. said prison. Prison. Instead of trying to figure out names when I'm <laughs> clearly starting to get a bit loopy. Sorry, everyone. That's all um, right. Yeah, uh, so that was a really kind of cool throwback. Mm. And we got flashbacks of Oliver. Like, her, even though Oliver's dead, there was a way to keep him in, alive in this episode by having these flashbacks to season one yeah. with actual scenes from season one. I think a couple of them would have been reshoots, but there were some actual scenes from season one with him and Diggle um, interacting in, yeah. their, in their early days. And it, what a fitting way to kind of yeah. say goodbye by going back to the beginning and then have it connect to the present day storyline. And because and Mia, of course, is the, is the one who ends up saving William. Yeah. Um, and, you know, takes on the mantle of Green Arrow once again. Yep. Um, yeah, it was really, <laughs> really, really, really awesome. Um, I really, I really liked what they did there. But then I think after that, for me, it was just the memorial service. Yeah. Oh, the, un- the unveiling of the statue. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That made me cry. Yeah. And Quentin Lance giving an epic speech. I love how it was like, I couldn't stand Oliver Queen, yeah. you know. Had everything handed to him. Was a brat. Was a playboy. Caused nothing but trouble. Yeah. Um, he 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 didn't think that he could change. He didn't think he could change. And yeah. then, and then he it was like I'm now happy to admit I was wrong. Mm. You know, that was that was very very sweet. A uh, very sweet speech. And that statue was yeah. the way it was unveiled and the way they were all kind of having their candlelit vigil at night around. Yeah. And the way the the you know the statue kind of overlooked Star City yeah and then the, the pan across all of the, all the of characters the, all of the characters it was just very yeah it was kind of very end game for me in terms yeah. of Tony Stark's funeral when you're looking at every single character who's there because of what they that person has done yeah it, what he's achieved very, for everyone yeah yeah very very similar very lots of parallels to draw that I loved mm. um. On a happier note, um, before we get into the other sad part, um, uh, Roy and Thea got engaged. Yes! So good! Finally! (laughs) Finally! The moment we've been waiting for. For almost the entire run of the show. Pretty Um, much. Yeah. I'm so glad (laughs) that that they came back, that Colton Haynes and Willa Holland... They wore well, that what they teased us with at Oz Comic Con. They did really paid off, didn't it? <laughs> my goodness, yeah. That oh was, my goodness, that was fantastic to yep. see. Um, yeah, um, and seeing them together, you know, get their happy and let the fact that they get their happy ever after. It's mm. just just perfect. Um, but then Oliver's actual funeral with everyone there and yeah. And then Felicity's come back for the funeral. She's yep. come out of hiding, and uh, she gets to meet. And she meets her, Mia, the older version of Mia. Yeah, future Mia, and she's like overwhelmed. Oh, Emily Bet Rickards, <sighs> ladies and gentlemen, is a phenomenal actress because yeah. in that moment where she sees after Mia approaches her, she's and she is a great. You know, she looks at her face to face. They're, they're just the the perfect mixture of joy and and sadness on her yeah. face. Yeah, I, I it's it's just a masterclass to me. Mm. I was 
It's amazing. Work. And I was just bawling straight yeah. away. That woman makes me cry so much every time she's on screen. It's, it's like her and Cara Danvers in this Arrowverse. They yeah. make me cry all the time. <laughs> all the damn time. But that was a really lovely scene, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Love that. Um, yeah, and then... Oh, we got to see a few extra <sighs> uh, characters that weren't in Arrow specifically, but yeah. they're from they're part of the Arrowverse, so yes. you know, Barry was there. Barry Allen was there, Grant Gustin. Yep. Um, that, I, I literally, when I was watching it and I was just sobbing, I was just like, oh, Barry, oh, oh Cara, go, yep. go. Like, yeah. cause scared. <laughs> Cara, yeah, because then Cara Danvers rocks up straight yeah. afterwards, Melissa Benoist, and yeah, that... That hit me because I was just like, oh, my God, they, they exist because of him. And now he's dead and they're here to pay respects. And it yeah. was just, I was so overwhelmed. <laughs> I was so overwhelmed. And then Diggle gives the eulogy to end all eulogies. Oh, David Ramsey, man. I love that, man. How good. How yeah. fucking good is he? He is so wonderful. I, I met him. Yeah, <laughs> yes, you did. You got a photo with him. He's my first Arrowverse. That's true. That's true. Yes, he's my first Arrowverse God, Arrow I actor. Hope, I got. I hope now that they're done, more people from Arrow come. Yes, I hope so too. That would be cool. Oliver, come to Melbourne, please. Again, oh, Stephen Amell, come to Melbourne. Yes, <laughs> yes. Or Emily Bet Ricketts, come to Melbourne. That too. If I got to Her meet, too, yeah. if I got to meet Felicity, I would die. She's my favorite. She's my favorite. <laughs> but yeah, that eulogy was something else. Oh, it was. It was gorgeous. The, the, it just yeah. The brotherhood that those two had together yeah, mm-hmm. was just amazing. The yeah. the roller coaster ride that they ended up going through, that mm-hmm. journey yeah. together, from the moment they met, mm-hmm. he as you know Deagle being his bodyguard, yep, to then ending up being part of his crusade, yeah, was just amazing. Yeah, and he got to he, say the last he, words. He say him. the last words, and the fact that I think. It was Felicity, wasn't it? Said it should be you. Yeah. That speaks, and of course, it would be nobody else. Mm. Uh, it's just perfect. It was complete perfection. But it was, yeah, it was so emotional um, to see. And then, uh, but I think things kind of, you know, during that eulogy, kind of uh, became exciting. Yeah. Because they had a few cutaways. They had a few cutaways to, you know, what they're doing now. Mm. All these other, you know, people returning to their homes, moving on with their lives. Uh, the biggest one, of course, has we have to mention um, Diggle himself, because he and Lila and the kids are packing it up and moving to Metropolis. Yep. Uh, fans online are theorizing that he they may be joining the upcoming Superman and Lois show because that's going to be set in Metropolis. Yes. So watch this space. (laughs) And given uh, the little tease we got uh, with Diggle, I I think it might be be a sure thing because we got just the most epic piece of fan service in this (laughs) entire... I mean, the crossover was fantastic, but this was the... This is the the fan service to end all fan service. Yep. There has been a long-standing theory and kind of assumption uh, of John Diggle in the Arrowverse that he should be the next Green Lantern. Yeah. And then we found out uh, that he actually has a uh, a stepfather that works in the military, and his last name is Stuart. 
and famously um, the African-American, the black Green Lantern in the comics is John Stewart. Oh. So in this finale, oh. we see a, yes. me- a meteor or a ship crash to the ground, knock Diggle off his feet, and he gets up and he walks over to it and he picks up something that something glows, that glows green. green. That has to be the, oh. lan- the lantern ring. Yes. And I fucking went crazy. <laughs> I was in the middle of sobbing because of eulogy to just, oh my God, they're actually doing it. They're actually doing it. They're actually doing it. I can't. <laughs> this is too good to be true. Too good to be true. So I, yeah. Have you excited about yes, that? Yes, yeah. that'll be pretty cool. Yeah. Now, now it's time for me to try and catch up with all these shows. Go and watch so. them from the beginning. You need to. You need to, especially Flash. Flash. Flash is, yes. Flash. I can probably. Well, they're all great. I could but. probably easily do Batwoman, but I need to. Well, that's because she's only, she's only had, just started, had like half a season. Yeah, yeah. So, but I need to go back and watch how many other seasons there are of the other shows. Oh. Yeah. Well, Fla- Flash is in season. Six right now, I think mm. season six, and yes, yeah, Supergirl's in season five. Legends is in season five, and um, Batman season one, and yeah, they're just gonna keep going and going and going. And now there's gonna be a you know Green, green Hour and Canaries show. <laughs> yes, I better, I better hurry up. And... Later this year, you need to because I mean you you enjoyed the crossover, right? Yes, the crossover was a lot of fun. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Good. There was a lot happening. There's a lot going on. So much happening. Yeah. Um, but I love the fact that they brought back the old that old Flash. Yeah, wasn't that cool? Oh man! Yeah, so he it, just, it was it was sad to see him go. Oh, I was emotional, and the fact that in that scene, spoilers for the Crisis crossover, but uh, you know that he. He goes, you know, kind of having come full circle from his original show from the early '90s, and they show that clip of him and his his long lost love, yeah, basically, and he's going home, going home, and I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, I cried yeah. so much, yeah. yeah, it's beautiful, and it was, oh, and to see Brandon Routh be Superman again, yeah, yeah, <laughs> very, it very was, good. it was just. It there's, was, a, there's a lot to love about there, that. There was crossover. a lot to take in and process for yeah. me because I'm not used to seeing a lot of the characters um, from those crossovers because they're from different shows and yes. I've only ever watched Arrow. Yes. So seeing these different characters, although I have been introduced to them in Arrow, yes, um, was really um, really cool to see mm-hmm. them just all come together and band together to save the universe. Yes. Good. <laughs> As they should. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I was happy about that. And my gosh, Lex Luthor's an ass. <laughs> John Cryer's Lex Luthor oh, is wow. so much fun. And yeah, he's a dick. He's such a dick. Yeah. Oh, my God. And now he has written, rewritten his destiny, so he's one of the good guys. Oh, Sniveling little weasel. But yeah, he, he yeah. just wants to get rid of all the Supermans. Yeah, yeah. From any universe timeline. That's what. That's one of the yeah. Which really things pissed me off. Oh yeah, don't worry, pissed me off too. <laughs> that was one of his goals of the crossover. And the moment he rewrote his own destiny and took over Superman's spot. Yeah. I was like, I want to punch you so oh, hard. I was pissed. <laughs> I was pissed because he killed. He killed Brandon Rath Superman. Yeah. Just so he could, you know, be one of the Paragons and... Oh, my God. Anyway. <laughs> frustrating. But a good villain, nonetheless. Oh, my Very goodness. Very good villain. Yeah. Um, 
Anyway, um, so the ending for Arrow, ladies and gentlemen, yes. was one, the show well-deserved, mm. and I think was a good way of forgiving the show for its misdeeds over the years because it has definitely been an up-and-down show, yeah. I will be honest. Um, but there are definitely more good things to love about Arrow than there are bad things to hate about it, yeah. honestly. it's yeah. a It is a show that is well worth your time, and I could not thank Stephen and Mel and... The creators of the show, the showrunners, Mark Guggenheim and Beth Schwartz, just yeah. for giving us, and James Bamford for being such a cool director, um, and just the entire cast and crew. Like, I'm, yeah, for that experience and for giving us the Arrowverse and yes. giving us all of these shows that I now count among my favorites that I watch every week and love and laugh and cry yeah. thank you so much I thank could, you what a legacy to leave behind yes. can um, we just mention the yes. last scene in oh Arrow? I, I I've, I've wrapped up too soon <laughs> and as someone who ships elicity and has from the beginning <laughs> i deserve to be shot right now uh fulia yes as my punishment will you take us through the the fi- the finale the last yes. scene of Arrow's final episode yes. fade out. So, uh, at the end, towards I think it was at like the end of season seven, we saw Felicity go with the monitor. Yes, at the end of season seven, somewhere yes. that she agreed to go with him to. Yes, and the final scene in season eight is that moment, but we get to see what happens after. It is. We get to see where she goes. Yes. And it's so beautiful. So for her, she had for her. It's literally like she died, basically, because she's she's going to meet because the place that she's going to is somewhere where she can't come back from. Yeah, which is what the monitor told her, and that's the place where you know she wanted to be with Oliver, where Oliver would be exactly and the place where Oliver, uh, you know, agreed to go. Yeah. Um, as part of his deal with the monitor to, for making the ultimate sacrifice. Yes. Yes. So, goes through the portal, and they are now in the afterlife. Yep. But she ends up rocking up in um, Oliver's office when they first met. No, so it's actually... Technically not when she met him. No. It was the first time Oliver saw her. Yes. But it was it was Moira Queen's office. I'm sorry, Moira's office. Yes, 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 that's right. Yes, at Queen Consolidated. Yes, this is a season one throwback. Yes, if there ever was one. Yeah, um, and it's so beautifully done. Yeah, because like she's like, why are we in your mother's office? And you know, because this isn't because he he's like, I wanted to be with you where we first met, and this is she's like, we met in the uh, the you know down in the IT room. Uh, with me helping yeah. you with your laptop with bu- all your bu- bullet holes in it. And um, then, yeah, so then she's like, well, what is this? And he's like, well, this, no, this is where I first saw you. And the, they show a flashback of him yeah. seeing her in the desk and her kind of looking at a picture of Oliver and remarking about yep. how kind of cute, <laughs> cute he is. And, oh, my God. It's, it's perfection. And yeah. the fact that they get to be together forever in the afterlife in this paradise dimension if you it's, will it's like they it's, deserve it yeah they deserve it was, happiness it was earned it was earned i mean it's sad it's very sad that it had to be you know they couldn't grow old together they couldn't be with their children no. um but 
at least they get to spend at eternity least, together at least in they get the to, yeah, yeah yeah and it was yeah <laughs> we were very happy weren't yeah we? very happy very teary very happy and very teary yes so i i think maybe we'll end it there yes yes thank you oh my god arrow thank you arrow thank you the good place thank, thank you, you the good place my god some incredible shows that were definitely worth discussing for yes, today's popcorn culture definitely and oh, i'm so drag. glad you waited you are so welcome, my dear. <laughs> as soon as you said that to me, I'm like, well, I'm definitely waiting now. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it's gonna happen, yes. and now it has. Yes, yes. <laughs> and again, thanks to Wayne for the inspiration. Yes. <laughs> Thank you very much. Okay, so what's up with Fred? All right, so um, we are now back to regular scheduling. Yes. <laughs> when it comes to all your podcasts and. Um, all your uh, other content, Collectible Chaos, yes. has been released yes, to the world. Yes, it has. The video is up. My top 10 favorite films of 2019. Yes. Get around it. Also, get around the Collectible Chaos cast. Yes. Episode one. New podcast. New podcast. The expanded look on my top 10 list. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited to keep these going. So. Yes. And it was a lot of fun to edit. Yes. Something very different, but still. Uh, going with the same style of counting down the way that we have been. Yes. Um, so uh, we've got that collectible chaos cast. Um, the monthly has come out. Yes, new monthly. The new monthly. Oh, we finally got it out, people. Apologies. Sorry, it took so long. We were busy. Very busy <laughs> with a certain boy we paid for. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes, of course. Um, and yeah, we did, we had our big epic chat about the rise of Skywalker. Yep. With our full spoiler thoughts featuring your reviews. Yes. If you sent us a comment again, thank you so much. Yes, go and check that out. Yes. Um, at the moment, uh, oh, my Fred Watch review is up. Yes. My neighbor Totoro. Yes. This year, I have decided to do reviews on um, twelve different Studio Ghibli films Woo. because it is their thirty-fifth anniversary of establishment. Yes. So. Great. Studio Ghibli year. Yes. <laughs> Check them out, yes. people. Um, Fulia is very good with yes. these reviews. So, so there'll be a new one coming out later on this month as well. Woo. I will let you know what that is. Later on. Later on. Keep the people hanging. Yeah. Keep them hanging. Still got to watch it though. Yes. Well, it'll happen. <laughs> yes. Um, then there's also going to be a new Fred Watch review podcast coming yes, soon. Yes. That'll be up on the, it's usually the second last Thursday of the month. Yes. So may, I don't know if that's going to be this Thursday or the following Probably Thursday. next week. Most most likely next what week, I think. What does my calendar say? Um, it well, is a leap year this year. Well, I, that actually so, yes, doesn't it, matter. It, it's not this week. It's going to be next, next week. Next week. Yep. The 20th, that should be up. Yeah. Hopefully, if all things goes according to schedule. Yes. Um, and that'll be fun to hear you and the boys yeah. dis- discuss. Yes, definitely. Um, I, I can't remember if I'm allowed to announce the film or not. So I'm just going to keep you all in let's suspense. Just, yeah, let's just leave it for just, now. Just in case. I don't want to put my foot in it. Yeah, neither do I, because I know what I'll get from Wayne if Wayne I do it, as we've heard previously. Yes. Um, any incompetent gamer news for um, you? I'm still working on it. A uh, little bit busy with, um, you know, trying to work out my own schedule. <laughs> got, yes. a, got a few more hockey games left 
before the finals start. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, got a little bit of a busy month coming up in terms of that, but hopefully I'll work out a schedule where I can fit myself in for some gaming. Good. Yes. Look, I look forward to it. Yes. It's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think that might be it. Yes. Uh, anything coming from your end? That's pretty much no. No, That's nothing. Just collectible chaos, really. Yep. All right. Awesome. Just hard into pre-production. Yes. On the next the next video, the next podcast. So. Awesome. Yes. Watch this space, people. Yay. Watch this space. All right. All right cool. Uh, if that's it. Yep. Pretty much. Then that, that was, was a, a podcast, podcast called, called Fred. Fred. Time for the Fred plugs. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for future podcasts from Fred the Alien. Follow us on our SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. For Fred the Alien merchandise, go to our website, fredthealienproductions.com, and follow the link to our Redbubble where you can get apparel, home decor, bags, and stationery. With our own unique Fred the Alien designs by our talented team, Unibums, incompetent gamers, our live stage shows, and more. That was a Fred Blog. It sure was. I've been a Kendall Richardson. I've been a Fulia Kantaramaju. And you, you just, just experienced, experienced a podcast, podcast called Fred. Episode 103. Yeah, 103. And hopefully at the time that y'all are listening to this, uh, Joaquin Phoenix will have an Oscar in his hand for Joker. Woo! That's what I'm hoping. And That's hopefully the... 1917 gets some good I, awards. It, it will. Well. It will. <laughs> it will. I'm counting on it. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm betting on it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, love the Oscars. <laughs> it's the most wonderful time <laughs> of the year. <sighs> Alrighty. Remember to eat beef. Yes, never forget. Never forget to, to eat, eat beef. Eat the beef. Yeah. Uh, and thank you for listening. Oh, bye.